Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a beautiful Monday back in Pittsburgh. We are back from Indianapolis. We made the uh, the drive back across the, uh, what was it, kind of a flooded plain there for a while once we, <laughs> yeah. we got out of Indianapolis, but, or in Indiana, I should say. But uh, we are back. The combine has wrapped up and uh, lots of stuff to, to unpack here, Matt. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's News around the league, you know, Carr is a saint. I mean, what kind of ramifications does that have in the quarterback world? People are getting released. It looks like Bud Dupree, Leonard Floyd, um, Kendricks from the Vikings. But uh, I thought we'd just recap, you know, all the stuff from the, the, the combine. There's tons to unpack there, but the league never stops. It's hard to keep up. It is hard to keep up. And, and the other thing of note is that the uh, franchise tag uh, tags are due tomorrow. Uh, right Tuesday, Tony Pollard just popped. Right, and there's more. Right, right. And, and a week from today is the first day of the legal tampering in the NFL. <laughs> like, yeah, this week's gonna be crazy, and next week's gonna be crazier. And last we're week, gonna be talking free agency all next week. So yeah. it, it's it. You know, people people always ask me, "What do you do in the off season?" Right. Off season. There's no off season. Right. <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad were over, and my mom seen me do this for well over 20 years. She's like, "So you're probably on a much now after the combine." I'm like, "Mom, I'm scrambling, man." I mean. <laughs> I feel like I'm catching up because I didn't have my regular stuff at the combine, and now more is happening left and right. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's dive into some of this stuff. First of all, I mean the big news of the day is the is the Derek Carr signing four years, hundred and fifty million dollars, a hundred million dollars in total guarantees. Um, it includes a no trade clause, and that, this is like the first domino to fall. Yeah, in the off season quarterback market. Yeah, and I think it's a good fit. I mean, I don't think it's an overwhelming situation, but if you're the Saints, you didn't have tons of resources in terms of draft picks and cap space. But I think immediately, as it stands here on March 6th, you're the best team in the South, and we know that this is a team that doesn't want to rebuild. They'll keep mortgaging things towards the future. I say it's always Mardi Gras in New Orleans, and they'll worry about the hangover when it comes. But Michael Thomas will be gone. Winston will be gone. They still have a first-round pick, you know, in the Peyton deal. So that worked out pretty well for them. Uh, I like their young, uh, you know, receiver in Alave. So I think they're in a decent spot. A decent spot, but this doesn't make them a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, they're a middling – they're an above-average NFC team. If If they were in the AFC right now, and you're going apples to apples. I think the Steelers' roster is better. I do too. I mean, they're probably 15th in the power ranks right. now. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. So, uh, 15th in the power rankings. But as we saw in last year's power rankings, and of course the Steelers played that division, like their that entire division was like 20 and lower. Absolutely. So this is a step forward. Uh, yeah. I mean, we could see, we probably will see four new quarterbacks in that division. Maybe not in Atlanta, but. Maybe they end up getting Lamar. Maybe Rodgers ends up in Carolina. I don't know about that, that one. I'm kind of, I think the Jets ramification of this deal is interesting. I think there's some Raider ramifications, but I think that, you know, Carolina will probably look to draft. Atlanta will probably be with Ritter or try to hit a home run with Lamar. And I think Tampa is just total rip it down, rebuild mold. Well, so that, that brings us to Lamar. And it's going to be interesting here to see whether the, there were the reports over the weekend that um, Eric DaCosta flew down to uh, Miami to mm-hmm. visit with Lamar because, of course, Lamar doesn't have an agent. Right. right and again, right. this is the complication that this brings to it. Like, 
you know, otherwise, you know, if, if Lamar has an agent, DaCosta probably meets, sits down with the agent a couple of times at St. Elmo's this past weekend, and they maybe hash something out or come up with a plan. Right. At least make progress. Right. As it is, DaCosta flies down to, to Miami to meet with, with Lamar, um, and you talk about stuff, and, and but then Lamar has to, you know, does he take it to a lawyer? Does he talk to his mom? I don't know how this works. And, you know, the, whether they, you know, if they go the exclusive route with him, he can't talk to anybody else, but it's going to be, you know, 40 plus million dollars a year. And I don't oh. know how the, I don't know how the car contract's going to affect that, mm-hmm. but it will, because right. I, I would imagine that his contract puts him in the top. I, I don't know. I mean, it's the average of the top five quarterbacks or top five players at your position. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Carr's deal puts him in that range yet, but um, if they do the non-exclusive, as you just mentioned, do the Atlanta Falcons say, you know what, or the or the Carolina Panthers for that matter, right? Say, you know what, the the you know the Saints just went out and got Derek Carr. Let's throw out a trump card here. We'll give up oh, two I first round so. picks for Lamar easily. I mean, even if they're semi early, I think you do that in a heartbeat if you're those teams. Yeah. And, and frankly, the Ravens, you're not happy to get two back. <laughs> right. I mean, you'd do right. better than, you know, trading them. So I think it has to be the exclusive tag. And then you can still get traded. Then you can still trade them. You know, you yeah. can work out something with those teams. But two firsts isn't enough for me, And even if it was first overall. Yeah. And the other problem then becomes if if he doesn't go somewhere else, and we talked about this last week on the air, if he doesn't go somewhere else, they've got a new offensive system, a new offensive coordinator and Todd Monken coming in. He's going to want to install his stuff, and he's going to want his quarterback there to do that in the well, offense. Something has to happen on the Ravens and Rodgers and maybe some other fronts very soon, in my opinion, You know, because yeah. the show must go on. You know, As you mentioned, free agency is right around the corner. We need receivers, but what kind of offense are we running? What kind of receivers do we want? You know, do Ben Powers is a free agent. Are we going to mash people and maybe try to resign him or send him on his way? You know, just all these different things. I'm sure Monken's like, hey, I'd like to know who my quarterback is. You know, Atlanta or one of these teams would love to land Lamar and sooner than later. And I know we're not talking Rodgers right now, but I was under the impression or several people told me that the Jets pecking order was Rodgers, Carr, Jimmy. Well, there's a big difference between the three of those. You know, <laughs> does that mean that they just told Carr, "Hey, I have a, we have a deal worked out with Rogers. It's going to hit any minute now that we haven't seen. Go take your, you know, the best offer you can get." Or is Carr tired of waiting around and just said, "This is too good to bit and too good to uh, pass up"? Or do the Jets land Jimmy, and then all of a sudden it's like that's not real exciting. You're not a contender, then you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting, and 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 again, even if. Even if they talk Lamar Jackson, they say, hey, we're everything's hunky dory here. We're gonna we're gonna franchise tag you. If Lamar decides not to sign that thing, which I bet he won't, it's a headache for you. Again, you gotta wait through the offseason with this stuff, and you're sitting there and you're going, Okay, is, is he gonna come play for us this year? We assume so. But assume he's not so. he's not there to in- install your offense. And is some you know, is DeAndre Hopkins gonna agree to a trade to Baltimore? If you, Lamar's sitting out, you know, I mean, like, can you? Well, that's the other thing. We, we didn't talk about this last week at all, but the Costa came out and ripped their receivers. Oh, that was strange. Yeah. 
And, and then Rashad Bateman, you know, snaps back at him on 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 social media. Um, you know, DaCosta, like, hey, Eric, you drafted these guys. You put this team together. Right. Not only that, you traded Marquise Brown. Right. <laughs> you had a guy, and you chose not to take – despite all those early picks, you didn't draft one last year. You know, if you didn't see there was a problem. And, hey, you brought us all here. I respected Bateman for biting back. Like, hey, why don't you put us in a position to succeed as opposed to whining and crying about who you draft? Well, that's not two guys that we've seen kind of rip the team, that franchise, in the last couple of months. Because J.K. Dobbins did it, if you remember, at the end of the season. Hmm, I don't well, remember that. I he was it, com- complaining about his usage. Like, give me okay. the football. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I thought, okay, maybe that's one of the reasons why the offensive coordinator is no longer there. But. Maybe there's some cracks in the in the foundation in Baltimore a little bit. I'm sure a lot of it just stems from uncertainty about our on the field leader. You know, I mean, it, it, if that's any, not supposed to happen, though. Right. When you have that kind of stability. I mean, John Harbaugh's been there for. Put it this way: if this were happening with the Steelers, yeah, Steelers fans would be going nuts right now. Oh yeah, Ben in his prime going through this right now it would yeah. be bonkers. And you your know? top wide receiver ripping the, the the GM, and your top running back is is ripping the the offensive coordinator. It's just and you fire the offensive coordinator and bring in a new guy, and he, nobody knows yeah. what it's going to look like. People will be will be going nuts about this right now. Then they should. If I was a Ravens fan, I'm very concerned. I mean, I have great respect for that organization. I think they'll handle it better than most. I'm sure they have a plan much like the Steelers would have, of, hey, this is our number on Lamar. We're not going over it. But as it stands right now, and we have a long time till opening kickoff, of course, you can get these things right. I'm a little concerned if I'm, I don't know, I mean, a stalwart Ravens player. Like, it's not screaming confidence that they got this. Don't worry, I got this. I mean, I just don't feel that way at all right now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's your quarterback. It's a quarterback. And if you're trading them, expectations for the seasons becomes drastically different. Yeah, then you don't have a quarterback, which brings quarterback. us brings Graphic. us to the draft, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did not see uh, Young throw it all at the combine. Right, right. Uh, but he measured it at just a shade over 5'10 and 204 pounds. Did that affect your opinion of him at all? No, but I saw him in person walk past me and I thought, boy, is he small? <laughs> I yeah, mean, right. I know the numbers were better than that, but I just thought, boy, is he small? Um, real, I, I know I'm sure we'll talk about the other guys. I mean, obviously, Anthony Richardson's a really interesting conversation, but I felt like Young kind of just held serve for his stock. I think Stroud took a step forward, Levis took a step forward, Richardson took a leap forward. You know, so I don't know. Young did anything wrong. And I'm still my big concern with them is just durability, not being able yeah. to see you know all those type of things. Just can he hold up? And that doesn't change at all with just. But that was nothing we didn't know going into this exactly, process. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's still the same whether he ended up over 200 pounds or not. I mean, he's little. He's very little, and I just don't know that he can hold up. I still think he's number one. I do too. Like I, mean, I, I, I think the other guys, like for me. Stroud just kind of confirmed what I had seen in, on his game tape. Yeah, throws the ball really well. Throws the ball well. I think he throws the ball better than any of the other, you know, we talk about the Ohio State quarterback issues. I agree. I think he's a better passer than all those guys. Yeah, I think he's a better passer than anyone in this draft, as well as any 
the Ohio State guy in recent memory. So that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Levis, uh, you know, the thing with him, and, and I expected him to go out and throw the football well because that's yeah. his issue is his game stuff. His game tape doesn't show that. But doesn't teams are going to look at that and say, well, he just saw the traits. And the same thing with Richardson. Right. Richardson, well, Levis, you, everybody's, you know, going gaga over his workout. Well, I expected him to work out well. Right, right, right. Don't give him credit talking, Yeah, you're talking about a guy who completed 54% of his 330 passes in college or 380 passes, whatever it was. He's mm-hmm. not a he's not a, a an accurate passer at the at the college level. Yeah, no, he can throw it a mile and he can run and he can jump and do all those things, but he's going to be a work in progress. He's no Trey Lance. I, I think Levis will be a work in progress. I mean, he's right. far from a polished guy too. It's kind of dumb and it's recency bias, but just seeing Levis out there against the others that he was working with is like, clearly I want him. You know, he's a big power thrower. He looks the part. I do think there's something to be said for that, but you can make mistakes that way too. I mean, if you draft your Marcus Trussell then. As for Richardson, we say, we say this a lot, you know, like just because a wide receiver that burns on tape comes in and runs a 4-3, don't give him credit for it twice. You know, right. it, we, he it, already in your scout report. He you knew he was fast. You knew he, you knew he was big. You knew Richardson was a great athlete, a great physical specimen. But what I said earlier today on my podcast was maybe you had a, I'm just kind of putting it into terms, like maybe you had a 93 out of 100 athleticism grade on Richardson, and then now it's a 98. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. goes from an A to an A+. plus, or You know what I mean? So he certainly didn't hurt his stock, that's for sure. I mean, his interviews are key. I don't know. The modern day NFL has me rethinking the quarterback, pro, um, you know, position a great deal and prospects. Like you mentioned Ohio state quarterbacks. Like, don't you think Richardson could do what fields did last year right now? You know, probably have a better supporting cast than fields had in Chicago, wherever he lands. Probably, you know, I, I don't know that he's as accurate. He's not as accurate a passer as fields. No, no, definitely not. But they didn't ask Fields to throw much. I'm talking about like when they just made him. Well, a the run. running stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, you know, he's going to be off the charts with that stuff. But right, can you right, right. can you ask your quarterback to do that? Is that you know? I, I thought Willis could have done that this year. Right, right, right. And then when they played him, they never they didn't have him run. They didn't, which was weird too. Might, <laughs> that might be on the team too. I mean, like I think Richardson's much further along than Willis. You know, and some of that's you know knowing what I know yeah. now about Willis. I think he's. More, I think he's he's Trey Lance. Yeah, maybe not as accurate. With yeah, with you know, with okay. some accuracy issues. Now again, mm-hmm. two different levels of football though. Lance was Absolutely. doing it at the with the one double A level, but if you look at their their you know number of passes thrown and things of that nature, they're almost mm-hmm. identical. No, almost identical. He reminds me an awful lot of Josh Allen coming out of school. Yeah, but Allen again had had more of a track record. Like yeah. he had played and played a lot in college. Richardson's basically played one season. Yeah. That's one of the things people don't seem to be talking about him is the tapes all over the place. The accuracy is very poor. When he misses, some of them are really ugly. I mean, I remember Greg Cosell just saying, sometimes it's unwatchable, guys. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but it's also not 20 games of unwatchable, 30 games of unwatchable. I think he's only 10, you know, like it, it's yeah. also inexperienced. Yeah. I mean, even beyond that, you know, he played in like four or five games, you know, two years ago, but it was all mop up duty. You know, mm-hmm. what are you having him do then? Not much. So it's you know it's 
it's strange. It's it's a it's a tough situation. You mentioned we we talked earlier about that court the quarterback situation with some of these teams. Like Carolina at nine is probably the team that's about as low as you're going to go in the draft. I think has, four would be gone in the top nine. Yeah, they're probably going to have to trade up for one of these guys. I think so. I think so. When it's all said and done. You know, like Chicago, Arizona, they were real happy about Richardson's workout. You know, right. like it's one more guy in the mix, you know, one more people, one more um, highly sought after signal caller. What do you think of this, though? Like Seattle and Detroit, to me, are really interesting because they both have two two first round picks. I'm assuming Geno is going to be a Seahawk. I think they're ascending teams that are building O-lines. I think you're crazy if you pass on Richardson if you're one of those teams. Well, you know, in, in our last mock draft that we just did uh, uh, for uh, Steelers.com, mm-hmm. I have Seattle taking Richardson. Do you really? Okay. I mean, it's just, to me, if there's a team that takes guys based on their size, speed traits, Absolutely. the Seahawks, I mean, they've just done that over and over again. With you, know, you look at their draft, you go, what are they taking that guy for? Because right, he right. had the size, speed traits. Yeah, yeah, long corners, things like that. Yeah, you know, rushers, linebackers that, that people had in the third round, and they're taking them in the you know in the first round because well, he ran a four five seven, you know, right? <laughs> he came at cap. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, freaky type dudes. I mean, they, they definitely... like to they like the freaky guys, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it works for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, I, I could definitely see him being a Seahawk, and then you know we'll see what happens. But it, it, it's going to be a fascinating uh, process here as we get through the next few weeks, and again. So much of this is, you know, is going to be determined by what happens starting next week. Oh, absolutely. Or a Roger trade that could happen any minute now. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's one domino fell today, but there's a lot more dominoes in line. Yeah. I mean, when we're projecting and doing, doing these mock drafts and little teaser here, we'll do our mock draft uh, post our first combine post mock draft uh, later in the show today. Um, yeah. yeah. You do have to remember that these things are going to change and change greatly uh, over the next two weeks as we start to see some of these three uh, agent signings. Oh, without question. I mean, I, I'm sure uh, even going back to our first mock, I'm like, boy, what was I thinking on that one? And not much has changed. <laughs> and even turning this one in there, things happen overnight. It's like, ah, maybe I ought to tweak this, but let alone after free agency hits and all that good stuff. So yeah, I mean, that's what's fun about it. I mean, it's just an ever changing league and there's so much excitement. They really set it up well. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, did you know that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere on your smart speaker? I did know that. You did know that. All you, all you have to do is uh, say to your uh, to your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. We'll be back with more here on The Drive right after this.